Go for it. Okay. Good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 9-7-2015. Hi, Alex. How are you this evening? Good. How are you doing? I'm good. So what's been happening? Ah. <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, relatively quiet. You know, it's still kind of summer. I guess today is the unofficial end of summer, but, um, uh, you know, things will be... Yeah sort of picking back up here for the next several months. Um, but the, uh, the big news in case anybody missed it, um, is the, uh, Chicago, um, uh, we have a call to action up for this sort of, uh, last week, the mayor had three different, uh, kind of town hall hearings in Chicago, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, which is, we're just sort of an opportunity for the public to come out and yell at the mayor for um, <laughs> at least one of the uh, increases was on property taxes. Um, and, nice. and then, of course, you know, some other proposals that were in there, uh, one cent per ounce sugary beverage tax, oh, um, something about trash pickup, and, of course, uh, trying to achieve tax parity with combustible cigarettes. Um, and I found this kind of probably oversimplified infographic uh, on rebootillinois.com. Okay. They worked it out. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty funny. Um, they have a picture of an ego style um, with a CE4 e-cig set up here. Right. Uh, and and if you if you e-cig five times a week at at fifty two weeks, uh, it'll cost you an extra one thousand eight hundred and sixty four dollars a year. Holy crap! Um, These people are out of their minds. <laughs> yeah. Again, we, we sort of have policymakers doing estimates based on what they see a single like brand going for at the convenience store or, you know, guessing what, and, and you know, in all honesty, there are people who exist by purchase, you know, that their experience in vaping is limited to single like purchases, right. um, which, you know, is, if you're one of those people, that's, that's great. Um, but, uh, you're, you're sort of, throwing a lot of money away um, mm -hmm. and and if uh, Mayor Rahm Emanuel has his way you'll be throwing away even more money um, <laughs> so uh, but it, you know I mean dollars and cents aside the real focus here is the fact that they're trying to tax e-cigarettes at a rate comparable to smoking um, so at this point, all that we really have is, you know, there were three town hall style hearings and I saw at least one person post uh, on Facebook about it that they, they did attend. Mm -hmm. um, I think at the third hearing, there was some live tweeting going on. Uh, somebody mentioned a, a young man getting up and talking about the e-cigarette tax. So uh, at least one person, I think a few in Chicago got the message and um, were able to attend. My apologies, I got that out day late. Um, but uh, 
So we'll be following up shortly um, with a, a call to action, uh, trying to generate actual phone calls. Um, Chicago, like New York City, like probably Los Angeles, uh, it, it's a big city with lots of city council members. So um, I, I just kind of want to forewarn anybody who's paying attention to what we are putting out for Chicago. Um, it's likely to be a lot more complicated than our normal state level calls to action. Um, our, the system that we use doesn't go down as far as municipal uh, uh, leadership. So um, it's uh, it'll be a little bit more manual than what people are used to. Um, but uh, yeah, obviously uh, we are opposed to this tax and would like to get a lot of people hooting and hollering uh, uh, against it in Chicago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's Chicago. I California. Um, I, I I don't really have much. I don't have a substantive update for this, other than to say people should continue emailing California lawmakers and calling them. The big push last week was to get people to make phone calls. Um, so I, would, I should probably send out another reminder to California vapors uh, to participate in our call to action. Um, I, I am looking up right now. I just want to see where we're at in terms of how many people have uh, participated okay. um, in our in an email campaign. This is pretty dismal. Um, Fifteen hundred people have sent emails in California. Um, that's, I mean, you know, as far as advocacy efforts go, that's right. above average, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> considering we have a little under five thousand members in California. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I. I, I think that there are some people that are pulling a lot of weight in California, and uh, and they're 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 doing a, a good job, I, I think. Um, but I, I don't think that that should be a signal to the rest of the state that you guys can just kind of let them do the work. Uh, it's it's very important that everybody uh, everybody participate in these calls to action and. Uh, and yeah, support the people who are pulling a lot of the weight. Yeah. <sighs> that uh, that California thing is just, uh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> and California is kind of like New York. Anything that happens there is going to happen somewhere else. You know. Uh, yeah, they're 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 trendsetters, and you know, being the most populous state in the country, you know. It, kind of by default they're they're sort of making policy for the rest of the country if you're a manufacturer outside of the state of california but you want to do business in california you have to adapt to their laws and regulation and it's it's a big enough chunk of your uh your consumers that you know you sort of i think some companies are sort of forced to i mean i get i've gotten products in New Jersey with Prop 65 warnings on them, 
you know, because it's just cheaper to just make it for California and be done with it rather than trying to, you know, adapt yeah. to different sets of standards for the rest of the country. Well, um, yeah. You know, not such a big deal for a mattress or something, you know, there's no like, I don't know, well, I can speak too soon here. I'm sure there's some controversy <laughs> over the type of mattress that you use, um, but, you know, not so much that, um, you know, that there's not a, a huge public conversation, you know, national conversation about the harms of this mattress versus that mattress. <laughs> or, you know, we're not, we're not trying to convince people to, to move towards mattresses that, you know, rather than sleeping on mats on the floor that are killing people. You know, oh I'm God. trying to think of the analog here. <laughs> Sorry, it was, it, was, it was a long, hot day today for me, so I, I might forgive me if I'm a little bit loopy. Yeah, but you got to meet What's-His-Face from Sonic Youth. Mm-hmm. That's one of the fringe benefits of my job is that occasionally a, a, a very friendly and well-known rock star shows up and rents a van. So um, it's I will nice. say nobody has had the pleasure of, of shaking Thurston Moore's hand. Uh, I recommend it. He's a very, very friendly human being. Um, <laughs> That's kind of nice to hear that, though. Yeah. yeah. You don't always hear that about um, famous people. So. so far, we've had three out of four members of Sonic Youth rent from us, and they've all been super friendly and super excited to, you know, do what they do. So it's, it's pretty Good nice. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about what happened with the Kassar Research Fund. Uh, well, we've reached our goal as 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 far as I know, I think we were probably a couple hundred bucks shy or something like that. Nothing, mm -hmm. nothing too terrible. But uh, yeah, that project is is for all intents and purposes fully funded, and uh, I believe I, I don't think Carl has put out a formal timeline, but I think we're looking at something uh, within the next four to five months. Um, and for those of you who are not familiar, this is our uh, uh, gateway study. Um, of course, our well, I, I think I, in the interest of fairness, it's just it's a study on whether or not there is a measurable gateway effect from initiating with electronic cigarettes and graduating to smoking. Um, unlike some popular tobacco control industry researchers. <laughs> I don't think we walk into this with our minds made up saying, yeah, there's no gateway. We're totally fine here. Right. Um, we, you know, this is honest science. So, um, I think we can all guess Something. as to what the results might be, but, um, you never know till it's over, Yeah. but at least we know an honest researcher will be doing it, which yeah, it, is, it, 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 it bears mentioning. I mean, Carl is is very scrupulous about this stuff and, and has a lot of integrity. And in fact, has you know um, has uh, very little qualms about uh, being critical of what is perceived to be positive vaping mm -hmm. research. I think as anybody has seen um, with the recent uh, Public Health England publication. Yeah. Um, you know, and and just to just to put it out there, you know, if anybody hasn't, if you if you haven't read Carl's blog posts on this, I, I myself am woefully behind. But um, uh, you know, ninety five percent less harmful than smoking is really nothing to celebrate. <laughs> well, 
I think uh, they, and I'm just going to say, I think they gave it a number. And I don't think it was really based on anything. It, was, it looked like it was arbitrarily picked out of the air. Now, I know why they did it. But I also know how it appears. From reading that paper, to me, I know it appeared like they were trying to force it onto the medical pathway. That's how it looks from someone who's not in the UK. And I think it looked like that to a lot of people who sat there and actually read it. And I know that was one of Carl's big concerns. And, and I don't blame him at all because this is a consumer product, which is covered under consumer safety laws, or it should be. You know, uh, medicalizing something like this is, is borderline extreme, if not completely ridiculous. So I understand his concerns completely. Yeah, I don't know how that would necessarily work uh, in the EU or UK specifically. I mean, it is that being medicalized, is it, is it just a matter of attaching the literature to the package saying this is to be used for smoking cessation? Oh, or is so. it that it's available <laughs> only through prescription? Which if it it's available... It would, I'm pretty sure it's only available through prescription. I mean, that's essentially, that's just another, that's like a slightly watered down form of prohibition. That's not, mm -hmm. you know, so that's, that's not much to cheer about either. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's the, the kind of silly analogy that you get from a lot of the tobacco control people is like, you know, it's like, you know, vaping is like jumping out of a second story window compared to jumping out of a, a five story window, you know, like that's not even <laughs> close. But when you talk about 5% as harmful as smoking, that's actually a little bit more, that's a little bit closer to what they're, they're talking about. I mean, there's a lot of things that are 5% as harmful or 95% less harmful than smoking. And those things will actually cause you serious harm. Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it's, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I, 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 uh, I didn't read the entire 111 page publication. I, I did, but I did, but I also read when they had done the bank bailouts. I read that I've read all the pages of the affordable healthcare act. And all the new pages or regulations they've added to that, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, so, so having read that, I can give you my honest opinion of that, and that's how it looked to me. So, um, so anything oh. else? Well, it, ordinarily we wrap this up by saying uh, our testimonials project, which we will still do, but. Um, for those that may not have caught it, um, uh, is it Ivun? The European Vapors? Um, oh man, I'm going to have to dig up this post. Anyway, there's a European version of our testimonials project that's live now. Um, and I, done, isn't it? I believe it's mystory.com. Um, Hazel Mabe uh, posted about it. Uh, this weekend or late last week. Right. Um, and uh, so if you are outside the United States, um, man, I, I meant to research this, but I played a game on my phone instead. 
Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. When legislative season really comes into full swing, you won't have time to do anything on your phone. Yeah, so, you know, I need to... Okay, it's not mystory.com. That's something written in Chinese, I believe. Um, anyway, there is a Facebook post about it. I believe it's on our um, main page. Let me dig that up. Oh, that's really kind of neat. I think it'll be go. good. It'll be good to have testimonial sites rolled out like everywhere. Canada, you know, the, you know, just every country having their own and then being able to pull from those and get a large collection of stories. Absolutely. And because so, it really does affect us all. Go ahead. I found the link. Uh, it is my story dot evun dot org mm -hmm. yes evun European Papers United Network and um, uh, we were uh, fortunate enough to be able to help them out a bit and uh, there's some technical magic behind the scenes that I don't understand but um, sort of allowed them to go through our uh, site to set this up and uh, so this is uh, uh, sort of, with that little bit there, a bit of a collaborative effort um, because we do work collaboratively with people we can, yeah. or cooperatively, collaboratively. I don't know, yeah. we're down, we're down, you know, working with people. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we like uh, that. So, it's yeah. the working alone part that's hard, yeah, working with people so. is easy. So all of the international vapors listening to this show and who follow Kassaw, uh, please head on over to mystory.evun.org and add your story there. Um, and the call for action for HR 2058 is still active? Still active. Uh, again, my apologies uh, for <laughs> August. I did not complete a what could be a very valuable call to action, but um, suffice to say, uh, you know, over the course of the next few months, even there are, are opportunities where your federal lawmakers will be home, and uh, you can actually check uh, the uh, calendar. So you, you know, the House of Representatives calendar will tell you when there are you know, week long or more breaks in the schedule. And, and that is, that's sort of your opportunity to get some face time with your uh, representative in Congress. And yeah. um, I, I, I do need to develop kind of a leave behind sheet uh, with mm -hmm. some important points to remind them of, of your visit. Um, okay. But uh, anybody can, of course, prepare that on their own. Um, don't say that vaping is 95% less harmful than smoking. Just leave that out. <laughs> to, to be honest, I mean, you know, the takeaway from that, back to the public health England thing, um, yeah. is that, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a completely different policy approach that they are taking, which is to encourage people to switch to these products. Um, and so that's, that's really the important thing to point to is that, you know, look, there are other governments that are, are choosing a different direction. So why don't yep. we do that instead? Um, sorry, I just derailed that thought, but 
that's okay. <laughs> I understood where you, I understood where you were going perfectly. I understood exactly what you meant. But yeah, um, so it, it would be a perfect time to talk to your representatives since they are home for the most part. Yes, when they are when, not all when they, some, when, when when they're they are. there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally you have to sign up on your, and I'm going to say it. I'm sorry, Julie. They're on your Congress Critters website to find out when they're actually going to be in the area, uh, you know, in, in one of their local offices doing the work they should be doing all the time. And you can set up an appointment to speak with them. You might not get to speak with them. Sometimes you'll get to speak with a staffer. Um, but they are there for you to voice your concerns to, and you should take full advantage of that. Always. Very few people do. So, um, so I guess that's it for this evening. Um, this episode. This podcast. Uh, episode. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, podcast, webisode, whatever you want to call it. Um, Vlog? No, can't call it that. There's no video. No. Um, <laughs> the Kassar podcast. That works. Yeah, yeah that works. Um, so thank you for everything you do for us, Alex. I really, really appreciate it. And I know everyone else does. And thank you, everyone out there who's a member of CASA. Um, and thank you for supporting us with the research fund and everything else and responding to the calls to action and just helping us to help you. And if you're not a member of CASA, please feel free to come on over to the page at CASA.org and sign up. We want to help you to defeat ridiculous regulations. Um, thank you, Alex. We'll see you next week. Great. Thanks. Have a good week. You too.